Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. When there are two teams that are fundamentally in the zone, one of them, no one would have predicted. The other one, everyone would have predicted. I hope that your Tuesday is going spectacularly well. If you are in the Bay Area or you are in the city of Nashville, chances are the answer is it is going spectacularly well because that is where the number one stories of the night came from. We begin with the Golden State Warriors going 12-0, and maybe more dominant than anybody would have anticipated. Their celebration as muted as possible. They had no entrance in the Western Conference Championship other than the fact that it gets them to the NBA Finals, and now they have the opportunity to rest for 10 days until they will go play against probably, presumably, unless there is one of the greatest collapses in the history of the NBA, the Cleveland Cavaliers, where they can finally get vengeance with their new buddy, Kevin Durant, on the Cleveland Cavaliers for a 3-1 to series collapse last season. On the other side of the equation, we had an NHL team that no one anticipated would win a single series. They were huge underdogs against the Chicago Blackhawks. The Nashville Predators beat them 4-0. They were underdogs against the St. Louis Blues. The Nashville Predators beat them 4-2. And last night at home in what has become known colloquially as Smashville, the city of Nashville took down the Anaheim Ducks 6-3 win in one of the most raucous environments you will ever see inside of an arena in this country. And the celebration, I am sure, is still going on in Nashville, now setting up what will be one of the wildest weeks of entertainment that any city in America will have anywhere at any point in time with the Stanley Cup Finals set to overlap with CMA Fest. If you know anything at all about CMA Fest, it's basically when every girl in the South and beyond comes to the city of Nashville in her uh, sundress and cowboy boots 
and every boy in the vicinity of Nashville with a belt buckle shows up, gets drunk, and cheers on country music. Combine that with the best of Canada, and you've got SEC party lifestyle, meeting Canadian party lifestyle, all rolling into one. As I tweeted last week, Nashville may well set a record per capita for plan B consumption. There's going to be a whole lot of drunken sex going on in this city. What an incredible scene for Nashville. Um, Got me thinking, too. I went back and looked at the statistics. It's rare that a major American city gets the opportunity to join the list of teams that have the cities that have won championships. Most every American sports city out there that has multiple pro sports franchises has won a championship at some point in time. And I confess that I'm not an expert on this, but I looked at my list. And if you've got one that I'm missing, you can let me know. But right now, I believe of the teams that have at least two major pro sports franchises, and I'm not counting the MLS yet, okay, in this in this category. I'm just counting, uh, obviously, Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, and the NHL. The only two cities I can think of off the top of my head that have not won championships, and I, I'm tossing Vegas out the window, obviously, because their NHL and NFL franchises haven't started, I believe are Nashville and Charlotte. Now, Raleigh won a championship, the Carolina, whatever they're called. The Carolina hockey team won a championship, but that's in Raleigh. Nashville has been to the Super Bowl with the Predators in that memorable 23-16 to loss when the St. Louis Rams tackled the, the, the Tennessee Titans at the one-yard line. Kevin Dyson uh, tackled at the one-yard line. But now going to the Stanley Cup, I, now obviously there are teams with one franchise that have never won a championship, whether it's Memphis, Orlando, Utah, Portland, I believe all those uh, – Portland won a championship maybe at one point, I believe, though, didn't they? So I think I'm correct in that. But this is a opportunity for one of the few cities out there. We talked about the most feudal city in all of American pro sports right now being Washington. But the Redskins have won three Super Bowls. I believe Nashville and Charlotte are the only cities in America with multiple – pro sports franchises that have never won a championship city of Nashville advancing. And uh, that should be really awesome to see, but it also opens a window into why I think the NHL playoffs are so much more superior thus far to what we've seen from the NBA other than the Cavs collapse and maybe Adam silver ordering the code red. So he didn't have as many days off between championship games. What was fascinating about the playoffs so far in the NHL versus the playoffs so far in the NBA is how unpredictable the playoffs in the NHL have been. You're talking about the Nashville Predators as the eighth seed. Now, I know the LA Kings have made the run before as the eighth seed to win the Stanley Cup. This is a Nashville Predator team that nobody expected anything out of at all, and they've just caught fire. Lightning in a bottle, everything has come in their direction and started rolling, and as a result, wow, what an unbelievable home environment they have had, 7-1 and on home ice, I want to bring in Jason Martin because he was there. Jason, how would you contextualize the environment last night between the Preds and the Ducks? I can't. Um, I've I've done a you know I've been to a lot of events throughout the years, both for this kind of work and and just as a fan in my 38 years on this planet. I've never been in anything even remotely close 
to what came last night at various times. I mean, it was it was to the extent that people's ears were actually hurting. There were times where my ears were throbbing. It was so loud on the inside. Did they and set even, a Did they set a Guinness Book of World Record record? Literally, I mean, I know they had the Guinness Book people there potentially to set a record for the loudest crowd ever inside of an arena. I believe. Yeah, I don't know that they've announced the number yet, but I can tell you that. And you were there, obviously, for uh, Game Four. It was louder than Game Four, and they were close to beating the Allen Fieldhouse indoor record that night. And I, I don't see how in the world they didn't break it last night. Based on this, you also add the fact there was an estimated ten plus thousand outside in the park when I came by at five thirty, an hour and a half before the first pucks dropped. Uh, it was already standing room only in the plaza across from Bridgestone Arena. They actually shut it down. Like, people couldn't even walk up and get to the spot. Like, the police had to shut it down because there was nowhere to go. Like, it was it was absolutely surreal. And then you take in the game itself where the Preds played terrible, quite frankly, pretty much all night long. Only had 18 shots on goal, but still ended up with six goals compared to 41 on the other side. It was just such a strange deal. And then afterwards, it was just the world's greatest party. Like the the most amazing thing about it, I hung out downtown for about 45 minutes afterwards, took some photos, took some videos. So you've been up now for, I mean, you slept for like three hours, basically. I didn't even even sleep three hours. I took basically a 30-minute power nap. I'm on fumes right now. It was just, you had to be there for that. You live in this city. Uh, even me being sort of new to it, I wanted to be a part of this. I wanted to see this. and But uh, there was so much going on downtown. It kept getting bigger. There's news crews everywhere. There's almost nowhere to walk. But the one thing that you noticed about it was it's just a bunch of people smiling. Like even trying to walk out of the media area to get outside, we couldn't do it without about 100 high fives from Preds fans. Like it was just – it was it was unbelievable. Like it felt like the Warriors at Oracle – when that thing really first started to take off, it felt like when you watched Oklahoma City at Chesapeake Energy Arena and Loud City got its name originally when Westbrook and Durant really took hold. That's what this was, but this was even louder. Like, this was – it was absolutely Potentially incredible. the loudest uh, uh, an American sports crowd has ever been. I mean, that, that's yeah. not a, a lot of time we talk in hyperbole in the world of sports, but the Guinness Book of World Records was there, and they're trying to set a record, they thought – for how loud an arena could get. And I think there's probably a good chance that there's going to be a press release that comes out. The other thing to contextualize here is how amazing it is. The NHL has talked a long time about trying to expand its footprint, right? If you grew up in the Midwest and you're listening to me right now in the Midwest, then you might well be a diehard big time NHL fan. If you grew up and you listened uh, and you're in Canada right now, like that's your sport of choice, right? I never have been on the ice and and done anything right the 99.9 percent of the people who were in that crowd last night in nashville have never done it either i'm i'm down at the beach right now uh here for the next couple of weeks doing the show in florida and uh, i watched the game last night with my 73 year old dad and it's interesting to think about from his perspective and not even my perspective look i'm 38 and and a born and raised nashville native if you had told me when i was 16 that at some point in time, the Nashville Predators, this team that I had never heard of before, were going to potentially contend for a Stanley Cup championship. It's one of the most improbable runs in the history of American sports just because nobody in Nashville knew anything about hockey. I mean, I grew up in the town. Nobody knows anything at all about hockey. And then suddenly, like, uh, they've just caught lightning in a bottle here as the eight seed and made one of the most remarkable runs ever. But like I said, my 73-year-old dad was watching this game with me last night, and He's a born and raised Nashville native, right? Old Southern guy who has lived, uh, you know, in this city his entire life. And for him, 
I think at times he just can't believe that a city like Nashville now has an NHL team and an NFL team. The Super Bowl run, at least because football is so embedded in the fabric of the state of Tennessee with the University of Tennessee and, uh, you know, one of the states that loves football more so than just about any other in the entire country. It was a surprise to have a team that could go to the Super Bowl, but it really is an improbable whirlwind of 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 insanity for many people who grew up in the area around nashville to suddenly have the potential that they're going to bring the stanley cup to nashville we'll see what happens again going to be going on during cma fest going to be one of the biggest parties that we've ever seen in the history of american pro sports and so if you are somewhat curious about what the stanley cup finals it should be i don't think you'll be able to get a hotel room because you can't get a hotel room in nashville anyway but this is going to be one of the best parties to ever surround major american sports in this country i can't wait to see what's going to happen okay we're going to open up the phone lines 877-996-6369 if you want to react to either the warriors advancing to the western conference finals now with 10 days off to get ready for the Cavs, who obviously are playing in game four tonight we'll see whether the Cavs can bounce back still massive favorites they're playing in cleveland to go up 3-1 the difference is they'll have to travel back to boston and also continue to play while the warriors kick their heels up and see whether or not they can continue a dominant run through the playoffs. Phone number 877-996-6369. React as well. If you're a part of Smashville and you were there in that environment, what an incredible scene it was. The half of both the NBA and the NHL finals are set. Nashville and Golden State both rolling in to the big games, the big series. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Again, getting close to setting the NBA and NHL playoffs matchups in the Stanley Cup finals. Want to bring in my crew in L.A. and talk a little bit about this matchup. Now we've got the Warriors and we've got the Preds. Now I know that the NBA dwarfs the interest of the NHL in general. And I'm there with you. I can't wait to see what's going to happen in Warriors and Cavs. But I want to go around the horn here and start in L.A. Would you be stunned if the Warriors come out and dominate the Cavs? Because I think that's what we're headed for. I think that the Warriors now sitting at 12-0 with 10 days off to kick their heels up, to be relaxed, are going to come out and beat the Cavs in five games or less. Would that stun you, Danny G and Robert? Absolutely not. I've already been on record as saying I'm picking the Warriors in five. I have several side bets going with a couple of uh, Fox Sports personalities. So I would not be shocked at all if the Warriors demolish the Cavs in the finals. How badly does the NBA need? See, this is what I've been focused on for a while. When you look at the overall NBA landscape, if LeBron James and the Cavs had gotten beaten in game five and Draymond Green doesn't get suspended, which I think would have happened, right? I think the, I think the Warriors likely would have won game five if Draymond Green is not suspended, and then they kind of get the Cavs getting rhythm, they come back, they win game six at home, and then they play an extraordinary game and win a tight game seven. If the if the Warriors had won that in five games and they were coming off a was a six six game win over the uh, over the Cavs the year before, remember they were down two one two years ago. The Warriors were, and then they came back, I believe, and won three in a row. And then in year two, they would have been up, you know, they would have been dominant. Then the NBA would be real trouble. I think if the Warriors come out and destroy LeBron and the Cavs, and I think it's very likely, I think it's very likely that the Warriors are going to win this thing in five, then I think everybody's going to sit back and say, uh-oh, 
what's going to happen with the NBA? Like, how many years do we think that the Warriors are going to be able to keep together this core? Because, look, I mean, as long as they've got this core, I think that a lot of people are overlooking how good this team is because I don't know that we've even seen the Warriors challenged. Well, I don't know that the Warriors have ever had to go to second gear so far, which is fascinating to me, right? I saw a great stat from uh, 538.com, which said most teams, if they get down 15 points in a game, lose 90% of the time. That is, if you're an NBA team and you get down by 15 points, you lose 90% of those games. If the Warriors get down by 15, they still win half of them, which kind of goes to my theory here that the Warriors are not even hitting second gear yet. They're 12-0 and in the playoffs, and they've won the vast majority of those games by double digits, and I'm not sure they've even had to go to second gear yet. I think that's how confident they are. I think they're going to go to second gear out of the gate against the Cavs, and I think they are going to dominate them. I really do. I don't think this series is going to be close. Uh, any, any disagreement? Does anybody think, going around the horn, that the Cavs, assuming they don't choke it away against the the Celtics and that they are going to advance. Does anybody think the Cavs are going to win this series on this show? Nope, can't go there. I don't <laughs> I just, think I don't I know mean, crickets, like, right? Everybody, I, I think that this is going to be an ugly route, and everybody's going to be saying, oh, we've been waiting for so long for this series to happen. The Cavs are going to go whatever they are, 12-1, at worst, probably 12-2. Obviously, the Warriors have gone 12-0. and I'm going to guess that will be the best matchup in terms of overall performances. That would be 24-1 and or 24-2 and in the playoffs for the two teams that are meeting in the NBA Finals. But I think what you're going to see is that there's a substantial gap between the Warriors and the Cavs and that the Warriors are going to dominate the Cavs. This team, I saw a stat, and I couldn't believe this was true. Jason McIntyre, we had on last week from the big lead, said that the last time the Warriors lost a game with their big four playing, all four healthy, I believe was February 7th. I mean, that was the stat where I said, holy, are you kidding me? February, it was either February 4th or February 7th. Somebody can look that up. Jason McIntyre tweeted out that the last time the Warriors lost a game with their big four starting, and I believe that was an overtime game. They lost in overtime back in early February that was the last time the Cavs lost a game. Last time the Warriors lost a game with the Big Four all starting and finishing was February 4th at Sacramento in overtime. You want a bar bet stat. Right now, I don't know what the date is. It's in May. It's a long time from February 4th. The last time the Warriors lost a game with the Big Four all starting was February 4th at Sacramento in overtime. I think it's probable that we have underrated how dominant this Warriors team is. I I really do. I mean, I know they won 67 overall in the postseason. I mean, the regular season, now they've won 12 more. So they're 79 and whatever the heck it is. 79 and not very many. But that stat is the one that really stands out. Again, the last time the Golden State Warriors lost a game with their big four starting, that's Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and they, again, was overtime on February 4th in Sacramento. That was before the Super Bowl. That was, but that, that's a great stat. That was before the Super Bowl. Dang. I mean, that is, I, I don't know how, again, it's, it, I, I know in sports we tend to, uh, to be victims of the moment. That's what we do, right? When you have a three-hour daily radio show, when you have uh, Twitter and social media and Facebook and everything else, everybody instantaneously overreacts 
in many cases to immediate occurrences that are happening in front of them. But that stat right there is maybe one of the most mind-blowing stats that I can ever remember seeing. Again, it's crazy. That is that's the week that this show was at the Super Bowl. That's the last time that the Big Four, and I think they're twenty-seven and one in the last twenty-eight games. I think that stat is correct. Somebody can back that up, but I think they're twenty-seven. Is that right? Twenty-seven and one in their last twenty-eight, and the only loss was against, I believe, I'm correct in this, the Utah Jazz, and they weren't starting everybody again on the team in that that was kind of down the stretch after they had already clinched uh, home court throughout 27 and one I don't I don't know what the greatest stretch is but let's say that they finished off with a 31 and one let's say they got a sweep if they finished 31 and one do you have to argue I think you probably would that the Warriors are the greatest team in the history of the NBA I mean in other words does it matter if they aren't 73 and nine instead of going 73 and nine they went well, I think the math is 67 and 15, but then they went 12 and 0 in the playoffs. And now I think they're going to win in four or five over the Cavs. Wouldn't you have to argue that's the greatest NBA team of all time? Has there's never been a team that's gone 16 and 0. I don't think there's ever been a team that's gone 16 and 1. So if they could win in five or less, they would be the greatest playoff team ever in conjunction with one of the greatest regular seasons ever. And a regular season, by the way, where they were just kind of cruising. The Lakers went 15-1, and one, but that was back in the day when you only had to win three in the first round. So nobody has ever gone, certainly, 16-0, and 0, and nobody has ever gone 16-1 and 1 either. So it would be the greatest postseason performance in the history of the NBA, coupled with one of the greatest seasons in the history of the NBA in the regular season. And again, I think the reason why they didn't go try to beat that record and win 73 again or 73 or more was because they said we want to be hitting on all cylinders and rested by the time we start the playoffs. So we'll see. Mike Brown getting an opportunity maybe to go take one back from LeBron James. I can't wait. We're going to have to have to wait because we got 10 days now until the NBA Finals actually start. A um, couple of other things that I want to hit on here. But by the way, we're going around the horn, right? It's early, and we've got a lot of time to talk about this Cavs War, Warriors series. But no one out there believes that there is going to be a Cavs win, right? Nobody on the show. What about this? Preds Penguins. I'm assuming the Penguins are going to win. They're going to beat Ottawa. Uh, game six of that series is tonight. Does anybody think that the Preds can can finish this improbable run and win the NHL playoffs? I know nobody's an expert on hockey. I'm not asking you to break down the, the third line of the Preds versus the first line of the Penguins or anything like that. But does anybody think that the Preds can pull off this upset? Jason Martin, you were there last night. Do you think the Preds can win the Stanley Cup? I'm not going to say they can't, especially in a sport that lends itself to interesting oddball bounces ice is so much different than wood when you look at hockey and you look at basketball you're pretty sure where the basketball is going to go there's a lot of times where things can just go strangely there's so many things that, that seem to be less secure about a hockey game than a basketball game and you look at the momentum and the city and all of these other things i'm not going to say that the preds can't beat the pittsburgh penguins hell no this is always entertaining. You can find me on Twitter at Clay Travis if you can't get in through the phone lines. And I know a lot of you are busy and everything else. And Twitter always blows up. But we got a couple of, of really fascinating uh, tweets here. First of all, Josh Dahlman says, fully healthy with Kawhi and Parker, the Spurs would have beaten the Warriors. Got a lucky break playing a very undermanned team. Dude, stop. Do not be an idiot, Josh. Don't out yourself as one of the dumbest people on Twitter early in the morning. I know you're in San Diego right now, at least according to your bio. I hope you're drunk. 
Uh, Matthew saying you could probably charge $1,500 per night for the right to sleep in your yard uh, during the NHL playoffs. There's no hotel rooms anywhere in the city of Nashville. It's impossible to get in. There's absolutely no chance of getting a hotel room, with, especially with CMA Fest going on. I don't even know where they're going to find rooms for the uh, for the for whoever's playing them, whether it's the Penguins or the, uh, the Ottawa Senators. Um, okay, I'm going to murder ESPN and Colin Kaepernick when we come back. I don't know if you've been paying attention to what's been going on. My Twitter feed was a sea of uh, awesomeness last night. And if you haven't heard what happened last night, then I'm going to tell you. I'm also going to tell you why... Colin Kaepernick's jersey going to the Smithsonian is one of the dumbest things to ever happen in the history of American sports. That is coming up next. Get your popcorn ready because I got my murder and shoes on and there ain't going to be anybody still standing at ESPN or in the left-wing liberal. Colin Kaepernick deserves a job media when I'm done with him. I'm telling you, it's going to be brutal. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. The way that Colin Kaepernick has been covered and virtually uncriticized by anybody in the sports media. You right now, as you wake up driving into work today, might be saying, man, how come nobody else has pointed out that Colin Kaepernick's protest was a sham? How come nobody else has has pointed out that the decisions of the Smithsonian, the decisions of the Seattle City Council member, the decisions of all these people to protest his lack of signing are really rooted in fundamentally non-sports stories? How come nobody else has pointed out that, man, this is a great example of how left-wing the American sports media has become, that this coverage of Colin Kaepernick, every time a new free agent quarterback signs, whether it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, Geno Smith, EJ Manuel, uh, you name a quarterback who is signed, every time one of those quarterbacks signs, everybody comes out and says, oh my God, Colin Kaepernick, how is he not signing? To the extent that I want you guys to think about this. I think you need to be aggressive in the way that you consume all media in the 21st century because all media has an agenda. Now, you can agree or disagree with me. In fact, open phone lines at all times on this show. You have the right to call in and tell me that I'm an idiot. You have a right to call in and tell me that I'm racist, that I'm sexist, that I'm homophobic, that I'm transphobic, that I'm too liberal for you, that I'm too conservative for you. You have the right. What I'm doing is telling you the 100% truth every day. A lot of you are coming around and realizing that. 877-996-6369. But I want you to think. Take away your political persuasions. Take away your biases. Take away your opportunity to seek out information that confirms what you already believe. Because whether you're a left-wing or a right-wing or middle of the road, most people look for information that confirms their biases. I actually look for information that challenges mine. That's kind of what attorneys do, right? In my pre-existing life, I had to make arguments for a living. Now I make arguments about sports instead of making arguments about complex legal issues. It's a lot more fun to make arguments about sports. And so when I sit around and I watch the coverage of Colin Kaepernick and I see MS ESPN advertising MSNBC and going left wing with their programming, I say, okay, what's the agenda here? And then I think back and I say, okay, I've been reading and covering sports my whole life as a writer, as a radio guy, as a TV guy. And I said, let me think back in the 21st century, to how free agents have been covered. Because the amount of coverage that Colin Kaepernick has gotten, I think everybody out there right now, even those of you who disagree with me, you would agree that Colin Kaepernick has been an unbelievably huge story. That the amount of attention that Colin Kaepernick has gotten since he started the protest, but now that he's a free agent, is monumental. So I started thinking, okay, in the 21st century, how many massive free agents have there been? 
that have gotten a ton of media coverage. And then I got out my notepad and do what I do when I'm sitting around thinking. I said, okay, maybe I can turn this into a column. Let me think, who are the biggest free agents in the 21st century in sports? First name comes to mind. I think most of you agree with me. LeBron James, twice. When LeBron James went to Miami, made the decision, huge story. What was LeBron going to do? He's the biggest free agent in the 21st century in the world of sports. And then his decision to come back to Cleveland was the second biggest story. LeBron James twice, biggest free agent in 21st century sports. I think every one of you listening right now, whether you love or hate LeBron James, you'd say, you know what? LeBron James free agency decision drove me crazy. He made up for it with the way he came back to Cleveland. I think most of you would agree with me, LeBron James, the most covered free agent in the history of 21st century American sports. And that's valid. Why? Because LeBron James is the best player in the world at what he does. And his decision of where he's going to go fundamentally alters the championship trajectory of the entire NBA. He goes to Miami, wins two titles. He comes back to Cleveland, wins another title. Where LeBron goes matters tremendously if you are a basketball fan in this country. So the coverage is all justified. You may think it's feverish. You might think it's too much. But in terms of his impact on the basketball court, it was all justified. Second most covered free agent in the 21st century, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, when he decided where he was going to go between San Francisco, Denver, and Nashville, everywhere you looked in sports media, there were helicopters following him. When he landed in Denver, they had a damn helicopter following him to the Broncos facility. It wasn't as long-lasting as some of these others, but Peyton Manning, when he left Indianapolis, when he had that press conference with the Colts, and then became a total free agent, the amount of coverage of where Peyton Manning was going to go was monumental. Made sense, right? Peyton Manning, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, goes to Denver, has four incredible seasons there, two Super Bowls, at least one year when they were the best team in the league, and because Raheem Moore couldn't bat bat down a ball, otherwise they should have been probably in the Super Bowl that year too, they win a Super Bowl. Where Peyton Manning went mattered. Third guy, and you don't have to necessarily agree with my rankings here, but I think you'll agree with the team. So LeBron, biggest free agent in the history of sports. Number two, Brett, uh, Peyton Manning. Number three, Brett Favre. Oh, my God. The Brett Favre drama. Would he retire? Would he not retire? He went to the Vikings, and he took the Vikings to the precipice of the Super Bowl. Overtime in New Orleans. That was the Bounty Gate game. Nearly took the Vikings to the Super Bowl. Brett Favre, obviously a massive talent. Fourth on my list, Kevin Durant. Last July 4th, the Warriors now have advanced to the NBA Finals, 12-0, 167 in the regular season. What would Kevin Durant do? Would he re-up with OKC? Would he go to Washington? Where was he going to end up? Well, he signs with the Warriors. Massive story. Second best player probably in basketball. Huge change in the odds market, it made the Warriors a prohibitive favorite to win the title this year. Maybe you can argue A-Rod's in the fifth spot. A-Rod, maybe, as a free agent, a transcendent basketball player. I mean, baseball player. One of the best of his generation, notwithstanding the fact that he used peds. Okay? You know who else is up there? I believe he's number five overall. At worst, you can argue he's number six overall. Colin Kaepernick. What do all those other guys I named have in common? If you want to toss A-Rod in, 
LeBron, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Kevin Durant, Durant, and A-Rod. Five should be, again, the Peds thing makes it a little bit complicated on A-Rod, but five should be first ballot Hall of Famers, some of the best athletes of their generation in their sports. They changed championship trajectories immediately when they signed as free agents. And then Colin freaking Kaepernick? Is Colin Kaepernick one of the thousand best free agents in American sports in the 21st century? Is he even a top 200 player right now in the NFL? All of 21st century media, all we covered when it came to free agents in sports was the guys who were really good that mattered on the field or on the court. And then suddenly Colin Kaepernick gets here and all these people out in sports media are covering his free agency with bated breath. Now, you can argue, oh, it was like that with Tim Tebow. It was nothing like Colin Kaepernick. Nothing at all. First of all, Tim Tebow might have been polarizing, but the fact that Tim Tebow was polarizing was evidence of how much of a hater generation we have in sports. What did Tim Tebow do that was actually polarizing? He took a knee after he scored touchdowns? He didn't have sex with groupies? Tim Tebow is the least controversial player of all time wasn't covered anywhere near like Colin Kaepernick and certainly wasn't covered in a way where everybody was like just lost and fascinated and thrilled over his signing. Why are so many people in the media rooting for Colin Kaepernick to get signed? It's because they're far left wing. And as a result, they have dragged the American sports media far left wing as well. I would love to hear somebody justify why Colin Kaepernick is one of the most covered free agents in the history of sports and why it's justified from a sports perspective. I never heard anybody in the media out there arguing on behalf of LeBron James, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Kevin Durant, or A-Rod, how much they needed to be signed. You know why? Because they were so damn good that the meritocracy of American sports guaranteed they were going to be paid a lot of money and that they were going to alter championship trajectories. They're all first ballot Hall of Famers. And then who do you add to that list? Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick's not one of the thousand best free agents in the 21st century, and he has been more covered than any athlete other than those five or six I just named. How can you justify that? Can anybody tell me that's not perfect evidence of the American sports media trying to shove their liberal views right down your throat when all you want to do is kick back, pop open a beer, chill, and watch sports to escape the insanity that's happening on CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC every day. Used to be sports was the toy chest of life. It was where you went to experience things that weren't that serious, where you got to escape the absurdity of American life. And then you know what happened? The left-wing American sports media dragged you right into the mess with them because they didn't call out Colin Kaepernick for doing what he did and calling what he did what it was, a sham protest projected by an idiot endorsed by fools. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. 
Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.